Hello, my friends, and welcome back to our podcast. We are so happy you are here and joining us again for episode three. And we we get into things with our best friends. Yeah, little best friend chit chat going on. So uh, how's your week going over there? Oh, you know, we are actually in full-fledged house project mode. Uh, My husband is currently drilling some stuff upstairs. We were putting in shelves in our garage. And honestly, that's kind of, it's my love language. So, I mean, have we gotten in a couple of tips? Yes. Uh, Are we pretty headstrong people who thinks both of our versions are the right versions? Yes, absolutely. Uh, But we're really good at communication. You know, that's key, they say. So. Okay. Okay. We'll ask Marty about it later, but that's your side and we'll stick to that one. Yeah. No need. This is my podcast, not his. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just got to check in on our old Marty. So yeah, we're, um, I think we got like 18 inches of snow. So we're, we're excited for summer. Honestly. Did you go sledding? Uh, no, no. I, my, my attitude right now is avoid all things, um, that have to do with outside or in the snow. And I don't think that that's the right choice I'm making. Honestly, maybe if I did, that'd be hard mentally. Yeah. We all process winter differently, I guess. But maybe you should go out and make snow ice cream. No, I bought ice cream from Target yesterday. That was yeah, fine. Yeah, but you could make snow ice cream. And what does that even mean? My mom, when we were little, she'd get like a bowl and we'd go fill it with fresh snow. It has to be fresh because it can't be dirty, obviously. Obviously. And then she'd put like vanilla and a little bit of sugar and I don't know. My mom did it, but she'd make call it snow ice cream. It was delicious. Okay, wait, that's actually kind of adorable. So maybe Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. That's good. Maybe idea. not. But yeah, that's a good idea. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, Don't get yellow snow though. Noted. No yellow snow or brown. No. Well, unless you're having chocolate. Anyways. Um, well, my kids are back at school this week. So there's a bonus. Oh, thank um, goodness. I know. I do miss them when they're gone. It's kind of a weird thing where that's you're surprising. like I'm excited for them to go back to school because they burn off their energy and it's just a good day. But I'm also kind of like, oh, well, that went so fast. And I also like to cherish all the little times with them. So that's been uh-huh. weird having them back, but it's a short week. So, I mean, it's good on them because they only went three days this week. But also I'm like, oh, that kind of flew by. I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. <laughs> um, All of our schools in Minnesota were supposed to go back on Tuesday. But that snowstorm hit, so they got Tuesday and Wednesday snow days. Oh. And a lot of schools had the nice. day before Christmas break off. So those guys have really been banking on snow days this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one bonus to living in Minnesota in the winter. Uh, what did you, didn't you say Finley tried to wear shorts today? Yeah. So this morning I come out <clears throat> and she got up gets herself dressed i come out she's already sitting at the counter and she's in shorts and i'm like okay like you can eat your breakfast in shorts but you have to put pants on she goes oh when's it gonna be summer i'm like kid we do not wish for that here it's 120 degrees in the summer like go put pants on and love the fact that you can wear pants like because i'm thoroughly enjoying my pants. you should do i feel fin or yeah, Finley, we should be wearing shorts. It should be summer. We need that. We want that. 
it's too hot. But we do not want Arizona summer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's too hot to swim here in the summer. Like, there's just days where people look at me where they're like, oh, did you get in your pool? I'm like, no, my pool is probably 98 degrees. It's too freaking hot to swim. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't swim today. <laughs> Marty came and said, because we were, like, these house projects working on, he was cutting some trim pieces in our garage. And he came in and literally had to run his hands under the, like, warm water. I said, is it even cold outside? He goes, it's 10 degrees today. Oh, okay. Yesterday okay. was 30. So maybe cool. you should get out more so you could like know that it's cold, you know? Uh, I could, or I could just ask Alexa what the temperature is and stay inside my yeah. degree house. <laughs> well, I was going to say your house isn't much warmer than the outside temps. As I speak to you, I can see your breath in the podcast. You're not wrong. Uh, no, literally, I'm looking at the temperature right now in their basement, and it's 58 degrees. But the sad thing is, he's starting to get me accustomed to the the uh, cooler temps in the house, where the other day, it was getting a little warm. And I I took off my jacket. I was like, it's hot in here. It was 66. So I mean, uh, my house is 66 right now, and everyone that comes in here talks about how cold it is. I'm like, Grip, put a jacket on. Like, both of my kids don't refuse to sleep in warm pajamas. Kyle, the same. He comes out in shorts and a t-shirt. He's like, it's really cold. We should turn the heater on. I'm like, <laughs> put clothes on. <laughs> Get a blanket. I'm not tur- we are not turning the heater on. <laughs> You're taking the dad role there, are you? Yeah, no, he does not get the heater. This man would run our heater to like 72 degrees, probably 75 in the winter. And then he wants it like 65 in the summer. Um, but that's funny. Yeah. So, no. He he can't control the thermostat. Um. Well, I wanted to tell you one thing that we've been loving this week, and uh, that is the Netflix. No, it's not Netflix. The um, Amazon Prime. Jack Ryan. Have you seen that show? I've not. No, my parents have talked to me about it. They said it's really good. My aunt really likes it too, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, season three just came out. So I'd already seen season one. We knocked out season two, and that's like our currently our couples show. Which I mean, sixty percent of the time, I continue watching the couple shows without him. But this one, we've been knocking out like five episodes at a time, so kind of works out. But uh, we're already halfway through season three, and it's pretty good. You know, if you need a little right. action, I'll just start that. The last partner show couple shows that we've started and watched are like the Taylor Sheridan shows on Paramount. So we watch Yellowstone and then we do like they have the two spinoffs for Yellowstone on there. And then like they did a new one like Tulsa King or something. Um, and those are pretty good. We like we like all of his shows. But the last couple nights that Kyle had off, we watched them and I was so tired that I think I got 15 minutes in. And then the next day I woke up, he's like, so I went on without you. <laughs> like, okay. like this is your warning to catch up if you want to watch it tonight because I've I've already moved on. I was like, oh, good to know. Good I think to fair. know. If you fall asleep during couples show, like oh, it's yeah, done. Game. He does it all the time too, and I'll I'll finish a whole series sometimes where I'm like, well, and he's like, why you didn't want to get to the end of the episode? Stop! I'm like, no, it was so good. You have to catch up. <laughs> that's funny that's marty he usually falls asleep last night i was trying to go to bed and i was like are you sleeping no no and he just kept pushing play so he was like that here with that show yeah with another i don't even remember what that was called but that was 
weird one. And then I was like, I'm going to bed. And he goes, we got another episode in us. <laughs> you, you said you stayed up and watched like two or three more. Which is not common. That one was 1899 on Netflix. It was interesting. It was made in, it was a European show. It's weird. It was too weird to finish. I haven't gotten back yet. Well, if you had a partner making you stay up. Well, yours doesn't though, so. No, we're that far into like our relationship that yeah, if you are lost at sea, like the ship must go on, you know? <laughs> so if you fall asleep during a show, like you either catch up the next day or you're lost forever. It's done. You're gone. Oh yeah. Like we used to watch that show Viking together and I fell asleep a couple nights in a row and I never finished the series and he watched <laughs> like two or three more series without me on their seasons and yeah never never I never finished it like it was like I got too far behind to catch up that's funny um so is Christmas I mean we're January 6th now like is your Christmas decor all down are you done with Christmas oh yeah we took it down the day after New Year's so we had everyone over here for New Year's Eve and so we left it up because I didn't want the chaos of having to have it all down and like cleaned up after because I mean that's a full-time job you take it down but you also have to like vacuum dust I mean it's it's a it becomes a whole thing um so we took it all down and got it all put away the day after New Year's and instantly I put up all my Valentine's Day decor because I knew if I waited I would end up being like where I'd put it up for like a week or two and then have to take it down so then Kyle's like, well, I think we're the very first people in America to decorate for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, <laughs> stores have been selling it for weeks now. So I'm sure there's someone else has it up. That's true. The candy candy hearts are out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made him go to the store with me even that day. And I'm like, I need a couple more things to fill the space. And he, you know, the light of his life is me taking him to home goods to pick out some few decor pieces. <laughs> that makes sense. We, I took mine down before New Year's and it's funny because we were driving home yesterday and I saw people with their trees on still and their lights. And I was like, people, no, no, we're done yeah, no. together. Yeah, I get super judgy when I clean my stuff up <laughs> and then it's like, what are you doing with your, what do you do with your lives? Like it should be down. I took mine down. <laughs> I was on a run today and there's a couple people in the neighborhood who have still have stuff up and I'm like yep I'm judging you I'm running past you staring at your house judging you so if you have cameras and you're watching just know these are judgmental eyes I see you Sharon get that down yeah. Nancy uh, you gotta get it going put that <laughs> crap in the attic that's actually why Marty's building some shelves in our garage is because I put all our Christmas stuff away and I said we don't have a place and he he got we got to discussing and now he's setting up some shelves he just bought so okay it's out for us but it also means the sooner christmas away is away i haven't put valentine's day up yet but that just means the sooner spring is here so like finley i'm here yeah. for that yeah and and finley even before christmas was like i just can't wait for easter like, <laughs> christmas is on the horizon and you're like worried about easter she's like yeah how many more months till easter like, I don't know, like three or four, depending on where it lands in the calendar. Why is Easter so big? She oh. just loves Easter. She likes, what? I don't Your know. Parents, though, I did Easter with you guys once and they were like legit Easter egg hunting. We had to use like a four wheeler and a map. And <laughs> that I took like, three of us too. And then one of the had like a $20 bill in it. And I was like, I always want to come to Easter at your house. There's no weird peep that's already been open stuffed into an egg. 
Yeah. So this last year, they've always gone hard on Easter, like always. And this is almost like a deep dive of itself of like the things they've done on Easter. But that's probably why Finn enjoys it so much because last year they hit a bunch. My dad took a bunch of metal washers out in the, like they have live over over an acre of property and he spray painted washers and then hid them all around the yard and gave everybody a metal detector. And then if you yeah. found a washer, it correlated with like a prize. That's so funny. like if your washer was red, you went over and traded it in to him and my mom for like a red prize. And so it that I, Finley just wants to do the metal. She's just all in on that. So that's probably why she's ready for Easter. I, I respect that. I kind of want your parents to let me be their granddaughter so I can show up there too. Yeah, but you're you're far too old to be their granddaughter. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, but like they're... You could or their daughter mention. Oh, I guess. I mean, do they treat? They, I'm pretty sure grandparents don't treat their kids and their grandkids the same. There's, well, they more yeah, no. So, They're definitely more lenient with my either. kids. But let's be clear when I say that, like, I'm fully involved in the egg hunts at their house. Oh, like, okay. this was an adult thing as well. Like, my brother and I were out there with our metal detectors, and like Kyle and his wife were like trying to get in on it, and I'm like, hey, homeboy, back up. Like, you don't understand. Like, this is serious business. We're going to find all of the washers. <laughs> That's I love that. Well, bring on Easter. We'll go yeah. Lights. Uh, all right. Let's get this rolling. Let, let's, let's talk about some things here. Because I get asked all the time, just being your best friend, I get asked all the time, what it's like for marriage for you now, since you got married in your thirties, but also more uniquely is that you waited until marriage. And so did your husband and who's being at that these, age, who's asking me these questions? literally I get asked my, my grandmother, she <laughs> asked me. I have had multiple people. My aunts have asked me, you mean they asked me, just how you managed to wait that long and then find someone that also like waited that long and then y'all just choose you just married in your 30s look let's dive in on this yeah no i'll answer some of that um i i don't know know. is 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 concerned and happy for me that's what i'm hearing they're just super excited for me No, I think everyone's just like, how, why, what's it like being married at 30? Like, what, what, how's it going? How did you meet? I know we talked a little bit about you guys meeting on an app. Thanks to me. You're welcome, Marty. I matched him on your app. Definitely didn't match. I'm just clear about that. Marty matched with me. So, well, I think to, I think this is a good question and actually something I'm pretty, um, passionate about because it's my life and anything about me I'm passionate about but um I think you kind of have to go back a little bit in history of like so I was raised in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in our culture and church culture um it's very normal for people to get married um young and yeah I mean you can say that's a church culture thing but also if you just look at society as a whole you know our great-grandparents were getting married and having kids way earlier than we were in 2000 oh 100 percent. i mean i think you look back a generation or two ago and every generation seems like marriage is a little bit more delayed i mean there's even studies on it that say 
it's because women now have jobs and become successful in their careers. So they're getting married later, which in turn, everyone's having kids later. Right. And well, but I do agree with you. I think that a lot of it, your culture marries young. Yeah. And that's not to say that my culture doesn't uh, encourage women having jobs and getting education. Right. For no, sure. No, no. Change. But I guess if you look at society, like how people uh, are getting married younger has always like it's not uncommon but the as times have changed it's become more uncommon but it was still very common in our culture too and still is i mean my friends just got married and they're 21 right um but you get married and then a lot of my friends continued college married so um all of my siblings were married at 21 and there's i'm one of five it's crazy um, yeah and it's yeah it's crazy for some people for other people like i said in our culture super normal and a lot of my friends got married um younger like early 20s but like i said they finished college my brother did college he did his master's all while being married and starting to have kids so that's something that i really like about the culture is like right i don't think it's crazy that they're getting married too i think it's just crazy to be married and still accomplish all of that like in all honesty it's not that I I couldn't even no like having kids trying to finish college having a spouse to like and then also doing the whole house thing there's just no way yeah so I mean and for anybody in any culture or religion if you if you really want it people would go after and get it but uh I grew up with a really close-knit group of girls from high school we're still good friends we just saw each other in December but one of them like the earliest got married and she was freshman the summer after her freshman year of college so like still 19 and that's basically what happened is all my friends got married for the most part and then I went on I went to school um I served a mission for my church in between uh my junior and senior year of college I came home from college and I wanted to graduate go on a mission before I ever thought about marriage like that was already in my plans as like a younger yeah. person but then I just thought after college that you you just get married. It just like happens, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles. Somebody's just standing there waiting for me the minute yeah. I graduate. Like I didn't think I ever had to figure out how that happens because I'd watched everyone around me and it just happens. And I'm a big romantic believer. I read a lot of romance. Oh, novels. like let's 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 pause for a second. You have unrealistic romantic ideas like you fantasize romance in your head so much so that like it's it's an unrealistic goal but but i I think think you're i think we're very opposite i think i'm very big on the romantic scale and you're the opposite so i think that's also why you think mine's so unrealistic because i know plenty of i think you watch a lot of chick flicks and you're like i do bingo that's That's it like there's gonna be i'm gonna open up my bedroom door and there's gonna be 1800 roses when realistically you're like you do realize what that costs correct like like nobody's doing that but in your head you're like yes that's what I'm gonna get someday well my goal is to feel that way someday and yeah I mean I definitely feel like Marty's done that but I think just going back to like I finished college moved to LA um there's a lot of opportunities in my like in our religion how it's set up in the congregations to like meet and mingle and I lived in LA for two years and I was like on the younger side of my congregation 
And that was, I loved living there. The congregation there was so, um, it was just so fun. There, a lot of people were in their later 20s, early 30s. And they had cool jobs. They had like just very fulfilling lives. A lot of them had been, um, not a lot, but I think some of them had been in relationships before, even marriages, and they were divorced. Um, and they were just like, I don't know, just living life. And so LA is already a really fun place. It was like the West side near the ocean. Um, and I think that time there, of course I dated and I, I was like, yeah, I want to get married. But there was also a part of me that was like, I don't know if I want to get married. And I feel like as I've looked back, like I got married at the right time and after I got to do some things, but that's just cause that's how it's happened for me. Right. I think yeah. um, I'm sure if, if the, any like if anything had changed, I'd gotten married younger. I could have still accomplished big things, but um, but I don't focus on that because that's not what happened. And um, anyways, I just really love my time in L.A. And there was even a point where um, I was dating a couple of people seriously, but it just didn't feel right. And um, the things that I went to do afterwards really helped me grow as a person. But as I was there. You know, that's when, I mean, dating apps started coming out. We'd have to like look up, but like that was full on the time of dating apps. So you're just swiping and meeting people and hoping for Which the best. so strange to me, the whole concept. Like I get that that is what it is now. Um, but I'm also a person that's never been like on a first date. I think- what? I think I went on, yeah, I think I went on one date one time with somebody that I didn't know and they like asked me out and I'll tell you the story about that in a minute, but everyone else that I dated, I was always friends with them for first, like, so then it was always like would start as a friendship and then would like move into being more of like a relationship. So I never had that. So I've mean, never like dated date where you didn't know someone like, where yeah. Or even like a, a like noticeable like. first date, because I think all of my relationships, all of them, all, uh, all four of them, all two of them, um, <laughs> like really like there was so many. Um, so I had always been friends with them first. So it was never like, a you, do you want to go out with me or do you want to, go on a date with me it was never like that it was always like a friendship so we were already hanging out or going to dinner and stuff and then it would just kind of remove or move into like a more romantic setting okay where so I never had that and the only time I did have that was I mean one time we were out with a big group of friends and we were out at one of the bars here it's closed down now it was Toby Keese at the time um and I mean, I was here with, I was down there with like friends from the Valley. All my friends from Williams were up. So we were, I mean, like there was a group of us mm-hmm. and we were all just having, you know, a good time. And I, there was a, so I don't even remember how it happened. I remember like going up to one of my guy friends and was like, Hey, let's go. Like I'm done. So we let, like he was driving. And so, you know, we left. And then I woke up to like a text that was like, hey, this is so-and-so from the bar last night. And my response back was like, oh, so sorry. I was in no condition to hand out my phone number like last night. Best of luck. <laughs> like, because I was like, I didn't think I had that much to drink, but you're also thinking about it like, 
oh did i did i hand out my phone number and not remember like <laughs> well this is gonna be very like super strange because whatever and well no so then like i i sent that and then you know fell back asleep or whatever and then i woke up and a girlfriend of mine texted me and she was like hey i gave your number to this really hot cowboy you're welcome <laughs> and i'm like ah you're welcome. here we are here we are this is how it Makes goes okay. yeah yeah so then it was just like um so then you know it's like the peer pressure of like he was so sweet he liked you so much blah blah and i'm like so then you know and you know me again like you said it i'm not super like a romantic person like so he's like, can I take you out tonight? And I was like, no, no. And then my friends were like, just go, just go. And I was like, okay. So we went and I'm thinking we have to meet there because you know, I'm terrified of being like kidnapped. So I'm like, I got to meet you at the restaurant. Well, then. Well, sure. Like, and that's oh, no. just safe, normal practice now. Yeah. No, no. I let uh, peer pressure take over. And they're like, it's so romantic. He's going to pick you up. And I'm really like, gag me. I like a way out and to not stay long. But here oh. we go. Yeah. This guy turned out to be the creepiest of all creeps. Oh, gosh. Like, to a point where he was like, I don't even think he was supposed to, like, be in town. I don't, I, for some reason, I remember him not even living here. And so that was my one and done. That was my only date. And I was like, yep, no more. Like, this, I got, like, a full boat. And when I say, like, he turned into, like, a straight stalker, like, I'm not joking. He was, like, coming by my house to a point where I had told him, like, I told him I had moved, I was moving in with my, my ex that we got back together and it was like a full blown, like I made up a full blown lie of like why I no longer lived at this house and that like, can't talk to you anymore. Bye. Didn't have like, was not in a relationship again with my ex did not move, but was just (laughs) trying everything to be like, okay, I've gotten myself in a little pickle here. <laughs> so we're to the wise. Always meet him at the restaurant. Yeah. For anyone listening who's is still in the dating scene, um, don't do that. If it's a first don't time do you that. don't know them, 100% you should always meet in a public place first. Someone should know where you are uh, until you feel or you know the person. So, um, And this was also pre-dating okay. app. So it wasn't even like. Okay. Yeah, it was like pre-dating app. Like it was just like he got my number at a bar, and I mean, and when you read it on paper, it's like oh, so romantic. Like everyone's talking me into sure. it. <laughs> Realistically, like I think he was just trying to kidnap me for sure and put me in a basement. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not in the basement and you're. Thank you well. so much. I think Kyle sometimes wishes I was locked in somebody else's basement, but. He's happy to have me, I guess. <laughs> yes, he is. We all are. Um, yeah, dating nowadays is just, I feel like it's so different. Definitely, I'm sure you can meet people like that still. I met somebody. Not a good like, idea. It's really not, though. I think it's just, I mean, I met somebody once at like a wedding and somebody's friend, they they vouched for this friend and we talked for a little bit. But um, it's just, it's an interesting thing. And the older you get, the more at times it felt more difficult for me when I was dating. Um, I mean, I had my fair share of first dates, some weird, some fun, some, you know, in be all in in between. And, um, after Los Angeles, I moved to Minnesota and I took, um, a really awesome job that I got to travel around the world and help people. 
um, at a nonprofit with hearing aids. And I was gone a ton. Um, but I still I still managed to have those apps, still managed to talk to people. Um I feel like that was a hard time though, because I'd call you and you'd go on a date one night, but you were leaving the country in two days for a month. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like by the time that you even decided, like, oh yeah, we can text. What guy's like, sure, I'm on a text and call for the next month when yeah. I just met you. No guy wants to do that. Like, it's and not I, that magical. I had such a hard time with that at times, though, because I, I loved my job. I loved traveling. I also wanted to have that, like, connection relationship. I remember there was one guy we went out, like, maybe once or twice, had an awesome time. And then I left the country for six weeks. And yeah, <laughs> he was like, call me when you get back. And then I got back and he had been texting, but then he, like, ghosted me. And we ended up talking like maybe another six months after that. But he was like, yeah, you were gone so long. I got in a relationship with somebody. Can I yeah. blame him? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, no. And I think like I can remember talking to you and you would get so sad. And it's like you met him for two hours. Like he's not going <laughs> to wait around for months to be like, she might come back for me. He's probably thinking this girl just lied to me and said she's leaving the country. <laughs> when I'm really gone. months. <laughs> But she then I Brianna is lying about that she moved. I did date one young man and he was really sweet. We went on a few dates. I was gone a lot and he was fine with it. He was like, yeah, no, that's fine. You're gone for four more weeks. And he would like FaceTime me. Um, so there's <clears throat> there's a lot of really good guys out there, I think. I think guys get uh short end of the stick a lot. I think there's a lot of not great creepy guys for sure so they could work on their tactics but a lot of really sweet guys but I just needed to match with the right one and um you had a very high checklist like I can remember you talking about this and I like things and I'm like you are not living in the real world like dream on sister oh I think as I mean you've known me since like 2008 my checklist used to be very specific and for sure over the years and the longer I was single and the more honestly the more I traveled my eyes and my you know how I viewed the world and people really open and broadened so that list I feel, still feel like it was a pretty tall list but the the specifics became more open so that I could get to know more people um and that was really good for me because like one of the big things was I wanted to marry someone who was a member of the church of Jesus Christ Latter Saints and when I met Marty he wasn't um religious at all and you know if if Liz in 2011 had met him she wouldn't have gone on a date with him probably well and I I've talked to you so much about this because you would always say, well, if they're not Mormon, I don't want to marry him. And I kept telling you, there is a huge group of men out there that are not Mormon, but could share the same values with you. And you were just like, so for so long, so close off to it, but then would also set yourself up on dates of like with non-members. And I was like, I don't know what you're doing. That was the phase of like, okay, I can try. Like, I think there was a hard no. Then it started being like, maybe. And then it got to the point. And when I met Marty, I was 31. Uh, and at that point, I was like, okay, I'll, I will go on a date with you, you know, if anyone, if I feel safe and an attraction to them in some sort. Right. Um, but if they're, if my standards and theirs didn't align, then there was no point in going forward with that. And the biggest thing was usually um, the fact that I didn't drink or if they, 
Um, I mean, I didn't mind if people drank, but if they drank way more than me, then it didn't make sense for way us. more than you, like as in one one drink. <laughs> no, like just, okay. <laughs> it was more of like so, anyways, just like there was a line that I felt like for some people it, it just didn't match that great for us. Um, and then the other big thing was, of course, like. Uh, I was waiting to have sex until we were married. And so that was also another big thing, which was hard for sure. It was hard to feel like that was being turned down. But I also feel like as you got older, that became a a put off for a lot of people because you're, you're now 30 years old telling people I'm waiting for marriage. And oh, they're yeah. like, oh, that's an impossible cup to fill. Like, well, again, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely met guys where they – they found out that quick or even in like apps. I mean, guys were very like, very, um, they get to the point sometimes. So I'd be like, oh no, not to like, let me just be clear where I'm at right now before we've even met. And they'd be like, oh no, thank you. And it was, uh, it was hard a lot. It's like, you don't even know me, but also the more and the older I got, the more it's just like, that makes sense. You know, if you know, that's something that's important to you and I know what's that, what's important to me. Um, and then then you'll find that person and again i dated several guys that were okay with my rules that were not in the same religion and i dated guys that were in the same religion and there were things that didn't mesh or that did and so it really i mean it especially the last few years like it really yeah like there's wonderful people out there that are willing because you know whether our dating pool just kept getting smaller the older we got or we were more popular in but I also think there was points where you and I had conversations too about you don't have to overshare with them so quickly like I remember telling you like you don't like I don't sit down at a table and tell people how many people you've slept with like it's so I feel like when you are a virgin for that long you guys almost felt obligated to tell people that you're maybe semi going to start dating or on your first date where like in no other situation can I see on your first date being like, so how many people have you slept with? Right. So it's, it's like an odd thing. I remember telling you like, stop telling people like it's until you get to know them. And it's even somebody that like you're compatible with in personalities. Like, I just feel like that's such a personal detail to share that, but you're not the only person. I mean, there's a lot of people that feel like when they waited that long, they almost got to get it out of the way right up front. Cause it's like a weird, you know, they're just like, oh, I got to say it now because otherwise it gets weird where I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's more like, no, that's personal. And it would be no different than the question of how many people have you slept with? Like if somebody asked that on a first date, you'd be like, uh, uh, none of your, yeah. Yeah. Like, thanks for nothing. I'll buy my own dinner and walk home. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, I feel like those are, those are, like I said, big things in my religion that kind of affected dating. Um, but when I came to finding the right person and who that was, you know, Marty entered my life at a time that, I mean, COVID had been happening, so I wasn't traveling as much and we were able to like devote time to getting to know each other and we yeah shared like literally the same standards in a lot of things and he um we bonded over that and that's really what helped push our relationship forward and you know just the fact that he gave me butterflies and all the little romantic things that I'd always wanted and he'd say things and he's so sweet to me and <laughs> he would I'm I need verbal affirmations a lot and he did it without even knowing that and so 
guys when she says a lot she means like tens of 20 of 20 times a day like <laughs> that's her a lot like she needs a verbal affirmation like she puts her dish in the dishwasher you're like oh, you're so good thank you for doing that <laughs> and what my favorite thing is my niece lived with us after we got married for a few months and she very quickly learned like my habits too because I won't wait for you to tell me to I'll be like Hey, did you see what I did there? Did you see I put the dishes in? And they both knew. Marty and my niece would be like, wow, good job, Liz. And I knew their mouths were dripping with sarcasm, but my verbal affirmation love cup was filled. It was filled. You set people up. You're like, don't I look so pretty? Tell me how pretty I look. (laughs) You don't care like that you just had to ask for the compliment. It's like, it means like, it doesn't mean anything less when you've asked for it. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's still it's still the same thing. My cup is getting filled and I am fine with that. So there were just so many little things with Marty where I was just like, oh, those romance novels, you know, and all the hardships um, that I went through that were a struggle, we got, um, I got back in the ways that I wanted. And and then another big thing with Marty and I is that, um, I mean, he didn't drink and he didn't like, which was very interesting to me. Like when we first matched, I laughed because I'm like, what guy in Minnesota doesn't drink? Like, what's wrong with you? And, uh, you know, it's just, his family does. Um, but it was just something he decided as a young kid he never wanted to do. And um, he literally has the same morals as you and has like lived his life that way and so it was almost like is this too good to be true I feel like when you would first tell me about him because I'm like okay he really hasn't slept with anyone and he's almost 30 and he 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 really he's never drank or you know all these things and I'm like and he's not Mormon you're like no and you know so I was kind of like well you better lock him down because this (laughs) this is God sending you a unicorn throw your net out and catch him (laughs) that's so many times I referred to him as a unicorn I mean he's um and we bonded like our first discussion was over like house renovations because we were both renovating houses at the time like just little things that um that we were able to support each other and obviously I fulfilled things in his like book as well he wanted someone driven and that had their own goals and um so that really worked out for us and and I shared for him like I shared to him like my beliefs religiously um and it wasn't a deciding factor anymore necessarily of dating I was just like I'm this is what I believe and I'd love for you to like meet with the missionaries from my church and know what I believe in because I want to teach our kids this you know would you be okay with that and he was very open of like listening to that because he was you know, he was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I don't have religion, but like he wanted to learn what we would teach them. And, um, I mean, long story short, he ended up getting baptized and is a member of the church now, um, which is great for us to just share that and for our future, but the amount of growth and uh, I changed my, in myself from little 18 year old Liz to, you know, 32 year old married Liz has been a ton. And I'm grateful for that. There's definitely times in dating, especially that, it's not fun. And, and going back to that cultural thing, feeling like I was the only one in my friend group, like not married and wasn't having kids. And I felt like I wasn't progressing in life the way I was supposed to. I think anyone can relate to that. There's going to be times where we feel like our career should be farther. We should have that dream house. Like our neighbors do who are our same age, or, you know, there's so many ways for us to be like, I'm behind in life because of X, Y, Z. And yeah. it can be crippling sometimes. I mean, there was times where, 
you know, like you just, you didn't know how to handle life. And, and looking back now and finding Marty as my person who is helping me still achieve my dreams and we get to share that love. I feel so grateful for, and I want everyone to experience that if that's something that they want. But during all that time, I think the biggest kind of takeaway too, is I didn't stop and just wait for him to show up. Like I built a career. Um, I saved my own money and I bought my own house. I, and I renovated that house. Um, I traveled and I visited my friends and I'd go to LA several times a year to go visit those friends. And I'd, I, you know, supported my siblings and their kids. And when I bought my house and I started, um, buying things because I had like random dishes from roommates over the years. I, I thought several times like, oh, you know, I figured I'd get all these big gift items when I was married. And I was, you know, here I am 31 and I'm not married and I didn't have any prospects at that time. And then I thought I'm going to buy the blender. <laughs> like I'm going to buy the yeah. nice blender. I'm going to buy the nice silverware. And that was a really big year and time for me that when I started, not just then at 30, but I mean, I'd been going on trips and I'd been um, putting myself out there, doing things that I loved because, you know, my your life doesn't start when you meet that person. Your life doesn't start when you get that job or when you buy that house, you know, your life's going on right now. So I had to learn to live it and live it to my fullest and, and learn to be okay being by myself. I think that was a big thing. Like I had to love myself before I could ever love another person. And over the years too, I learned like, I wasn't ready to get married at 18 or 21 or 25. Just me personally. I had no. so much growing I needed to do and things yeah. I had to learn where I'll be much better wife and we communicate so well now and you know 22 year old Liz wouldn't have done that and I'm not saying anybody else who chose a different path isn't right for them because this is only my path and I can only speak for myself and well I and I think some you know there is no doubt about it that there are people that are ready to get married and have kids well before other people are ready for sure. But it's it's no different than anything else. There's some people that move out of their parents' house at you know 18 years old and they can stand on their own two feet. And then there's, you know, there's other people that have to stay the extra couple of years to get their footing underneath them for a successful start. Yeah. Um, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. And I think like you said, there's a lot of pressure in society that it has to go a certain way. Um, and culturally, just outside looking in on, you know, your guys' religion, a lot of it is kind of stemmed around the guy comes home from the mission and they get married right away whether you know and maybe they were like the girl was a sophomore when they were dating so he's gone for his you know two years or what uh, is it two years three years yeah two years for a boy two years yeah and so the but they're a senior in high school and they're getting married like right after high school and um honestly it was odd to me because I wasn't super familiar with the religion until moving to college and um, being in a small town where that was the predominant religion. Um, and we had that teammate that got married mid season. And it, to me, it was like, to you, it was so normal that we were like going yeah. to a bridal shower. So we were sophomores like, in college and our teammate got, no, we were freshmen. We, we were, were freshmen. Sorry. She was, yeah, she was a sophomore. So and she was me, probably was like, 19. Normal. She was 19. And for you, you were like, so like, yeah, this is how they do it. And for me, I was like, mind blown like if I would have called my family while I was playing college basketball and said I'm getting married they would have instantly said are, are you pregnant why right. like why are you getting married right now right. like they would have been less than thrilled for me to make that phone call so it's just you know it's 
it is interesting how some people can do it so early and have such such successful marriages where I think you and I are kind of both in the same boat. Neither one of us were ready to settle down and do any of that super quick. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to, you know, and there's so many different religions that do different things. So I don't think anything should be based off that, but it's just, everybody has a different path in life and, um, and you know, some things work for people and others don't. And sometimes they don't work out. Obviously, you know, like I've, I have family members that have been divorced and that's hard and there's definitely challenges come with that. But, um, no matter kind of what your situation, I hope that, you know, whoever's listening that you just know that you're probably doing a great job and you need to stop being so hard on yourself. And I mean, you uh, could probably be doing a little bit better, but you could, <laughs> you can always do a little bit better too. So like, there's always better. Don't take the easy, easier it out, but like, just stop your comparing your situation in your life to those around you, because we're supposed to all have different paths. And it's so easy, especially with social media to get caught up in like, what am I missing out on? What do I don't have? But, um, oh, and you cannot out. compare your life to anyone else's. No one's the same. Your marriage can never be compared to anyone else's marriage. Because I feel like the minute you start doing that, you almost start thinking, well, they have it better or, you know, the grass might be greener. The truth of the matter is, is there's two different people in that other marriage that aren't in your marriage. Yeah. Um, and I use my parents as a prime example. My parents are like gag me smitten with each other still. Like they have been married for like 34 years, I think. I don't know, something like that. And they're still just like, my dad has to be like touching my mom. If I try to like sit at, like if we go out to eat at a restaurant and I think that I'm going to sit next to my mom on at the table, it's not going to happen. No, like he's <laughs> going to make me get up because him having to see a seat away from her is too far. He wants to sit we'll be, Yeah, we'll be in a car and he'll be in the car right behind us and he'll call just, just to be like on speakerphone. I like love it. They're just so obsessed with each other. Kyle does that to me and I'm like, Ex- excuse me, why are you calling me again? You're right behind me. I'm going to see you in five minutes. <laughs> Settle down. You see, can see every my relationship is different. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So do you have any like regrets on waiting? Are you so glad that you did? Would you change anything? Um. No, no, no regrets on anything of far. I mean, how things ended up for me and Marty and how we um, got married and the timing is, I just feel like it was perfect. It was everything that we needed. And, um, you know, I love him. I'm, I yeah. want, I hope well, we're like parents in 34 no. years, we're still obnoxiously in love, love with each other. Well, and I think that's the takeaway, right? So no regrets. Everyone has their different paths that they're going to take. And just because one success looks different to somebody else, it it can be different for you. Yeah, for sure. So don't compare yourself or your story because you do you, girl. Those haters going to hate. Okay. Well, I think that's a good note to wrap it up before we get Elizabeth to start rapping to us. <laughs> We're going to just wrap it up a different way and just say, see you later, everyone. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. Bye. Bye.